Christianese Hot Topic. You know, she gets better and better at the theme song, don't you think? She sure does, Dan. And this is what I like to call a topic do hotness. Oh, wait. Yeah. You know what? I totally screwed up. It wasn't even Barb because we're doing a hot topic. I'm I didn't, so, I didn't, I, I want to know how you were going to play that. I'm so, oh my gosh, I am so used to Barb playing our intro, and we haven't done a hot topic in a while. We haven't done a hot topic in a while. Hot topic, I said? Talking. I'm sorry. I've obviously been drinking and forgot about it before we started doing well, this podcast. It's nine in the morning, so I don't think anybody <laughs> would fault you for having a few already. I wondered why you were doing broadcast voice, because you were doing this, and I was like, well, here we are. Hot topic. I like the Doppler effect as you as the mic goes past your mouth. That's fantastic. For those of you who don't know the Doppler effect, please Google it. Or, if you don't know the Doppler effect, move to the Midwest and you will soon know it. For lo, it is tornado season. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome to Hot Topic. It's been a while because it's been a minute, as the kids say. They say that. Because Jared's been uh, on a tour, a UFC tour of fighting pastors. Yeah. Uh, who go spread the gospel. But it was UFC USO. So right. did it in Iraq. In Iraq. Yeah. In a cage. In a cage. So you beat the tar out of the other guy. You give him the gospel. If he doesn't accept it, you then kill him. Then we relinquish them to ISIS. Right. Yeah. Right. That's how it works. Which, of course, is the International Symposium on Indigenous <laughs> Saved People. <laughs> wow. Uh, a lot of people know. get confused with uh, the yeah. Islamic State, and I, yeah, that's not what I'm I don't know about. if that works. I don't know if that works. You know, uh, just a quick side note on ISIS there. Are you a fan of Downton Abbey at all? You don't watch any TV because I know you just read books. You read, like, theological yeah. treatises. I, I don't have time, and also I don't like to be tainted by the world. Oh my gosh! Um, we got to. But that's you. fine. That that you waste your I, life. You're definitely going to get to heaven and be thankful for all the gotta, moments that you spent watching TV. I got to taint you a little bit because, man, in Downton Abbey, so the <laughs> the dog in Downton Abbey, it's hard to it's hard for me to get my head around it because they name all their dogs after Egyptian gods. Okay. And so the dog's name is Isis, but this takes place in the 20s, of course. So uh, I just it always pulls me out of it a little bit. I'm like, that dog that, is Isis. Wait a minute. That's, that's hold on guy? a second. He's the one who started it. That dog started the whole thing. I also heard. I can't watch it because I didn't they make one of the dogs gay? Uh, no, all the dogs are gay because it's British. <laughs> so, hey, everybody. <laughs> good night. Drive safely. God bless. <laughs> Try the veal. Uh, no. Yeah. No, They. it's something. No, it's anyway, nice. sometime. I'm telling you, it's a great show. It's wholesome. Is it? But yet it's dark. Wholesome and dark. And dark. But And here's what I like. And again, call me a prude. Like because many churches I've been a part of. <laughs> hey, welcome to Wholesome and Dark, everybody. I'm the youth pastor wearing skinny jeans. That's right. But not too skinny. Hey, everybody. Um, you need one-piece bathing suits, Dan, and no mixed bathing. <laughs> yes. Hey, everybody. It's mixed bathing. Everybody out of the pool. Seriously, growing up. Yeah. The way they talked about that <laughs> made me like it was always the presumption of just such horrible evil. If you and a non-spouse woman were in the same pool of water, yeah, it was like, well, is that how pregnancy happens? Like we were both <laughs> in the pool, and then poof. Wow. So that sounds like a pretty, so I, a relatively legalistic approach to things. One would think, yeah, that you yeah. could just being in water with a woman yeah. hmm. was. Mm. degrade anyway what were you saying i'm not sure i'm yeah. fascinated by that right, <laughs> right now though i'm just i'm going back in my mind Yet all the again times. we find ourselves giving jared therapy 
<laughs> probably an indication. It's I a good thing we go talk to a therapist. Good thing we have a couch in the studio now because right. it makes it much Hell simpler. Started in '98. <laughs> oh, jeez. Ever since Dan Broyles is in here, we got a couch installed. So when Jared and needs actually, therapy, we've made a pretty good living um, being pseudo therapists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I only had to call the police twice. <laughs> That's good. Uh, hey, so today's hot topic, Jared. Jared had an idea on the way over here, which is usually how it happens. Yeah, or like entering the doorway, we decide what we're going to talk about. I'm going to let you frame it because it's your idea. I'm glad you said that. And Dan, it's mm-hmm. always our desire to keep these evergreen. Um, of course. But this is going to be more ever red, white, and blue because we're coming up <laughs> on July 4th. In fact, it's tomorrow. It's the birthday of our nation. It's the birthday of our nation. Mm-hmm. If you're uh, one of our listeners in Canada, you might not know that. But... Oh, Canada. Yeah, right. Does Aaron Haynes listen to this? I gonna tell him about it. By the way, <laughs> I didn't know I knew so many Canada jokes until I, I met Haynes. And I they know just, it's like spirit rot. They just every, come out. Every he's a he's a pastor at our church. Canadian gentleman, really good guy. But every time I walk by him, I have the urge to eat poutine. Is that well, wrong? And his aftershave is just maple syrup. That's, That's all it is. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So we're coming up on the fourth, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought we could talk about patriotism mm-hmm. because I am genuinely. I'm not putting this on. This isn't contrived. Yeah. This isn't fake. Mm-hmm. This is authentic. Yes. This is real. Yeah. This is genuine. It's sincere. I don't understand patriotism. Okay. I grew up outside of the country. Um, I, I don't understand loyalty to any particular country, mm-hmm. um, but I'm especially baffled by how, dare I say it, many white conservative evangelicals mm-hmm. really revere this country and seem to think about their Christian faith and the United States as inextricably linked. Mm-hmm. So as someone who's way more conservative than I am, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, whatever the, the equivalent of a bra-burning <laughs> conservative would be. That's me. That's, yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, maybe you can help me help me understand. I think this is a really I think this is a really good topic simply because there are so many layers to this, and also you know I think it's really good for you to be I think it's good for us to be able to talk about this because your life experience I mean our life experience shapes a lot of Absolutely. who we are right yeah so we're one in Christ and that changes our identity of course but we're still going to be we're still going to be strapped with all this stuff we've come through life with and it's really interesting that you you have grown up in a different place pretty much from what time to what time were you in mexico uh from 10 to 18 so 10 to 18 i mean those are hugely formative years and i get that so and here's what was was baffling to me yes yes continues to be like uh so I was in Mexico. I come back for the summers mm-hmm. to go to a camp. My parents were trying to Americanize me. Okay. I don't know that it worked. Okay. But they were trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd come back and go to camp in summer. And so I, I would usually be in the States, yes. in our church in the Midwest around July 4th. Mm-hmm. And the church that we were part of was yeah. one of those conservative Baptist churches that like had the American flag on the pulpit or mm-hmm. on the stage. And they took july 4th really seriously yeah so like the whole service was kind of oriented towards july 4th they would literally sing like the national anthem i think we would do the pledge of allegiance the choir would sing Mm -hmm. the different songs of the branches of the military Mm -hmm. um and there would be some kind of sermon about just bringing america back to jesus and if we can bring america back to jesus it's the holy people it's the promised land (laughs) revival yes um and that totally chafed me because I was thinking, well, what if I had brought someone with me from Mexico and here mm-hmm. we were sitting and they were a Christian and what unites us is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. yet here we're at a Christian church mm-hmm. and we're celebrating not the gospel, mm-hmm. not what 
unites people that are different. We're celebrating America. Yes. I probably wouldn't have articulated it that way. Yeah. It just really rubbed me the wrong way to be in this context where everyone seemingly without problem was mm-hmm. glorifying this nation mm-hmm. at a place that was meant to glorify God. And gotcha. And there was kind of the veneer of Christianity on it. Sure. But it was deeply troubling to me. And mm-hmm. again, I, I probably didn't understand it and couldn't articulate all that. And I think that just kind of stayed with me. Yeah. Um, that how is it that that we continue to conflate our love for this country, our appreciation for the freedoms that we have with mm-hmm. our Christian faith in a way that like it's almost to be yeah, to yeah, be yeah. a good evangelical Christian means that you're super patriotic. Yes. There's just this uh, car dealership in in the Midwest that was giving out if you bought a car, you got a gun, a flag, and a Bible. <laughs> And I don't even think they were doing that like hyperbolically. I, yes. I think. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I'm baffled by that. I'm curious your perspective on. Okay. That. So there's so many things here. So let me ask you this. So you've got brothers and sisters, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's their? Do they have the same view as you do? And and your parents are they? Um, are they less or more patriotic? Would you say than you are? Uh, they're probably a little bit more patriotic than I am. Certainly okay. my mom is. Okay. Mom, if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, mom. Uh, Mama Burke older. That's Mama Burke's. Uh, my dad, not so much. My okay. sister, um, probably not very patriotic. Okay. My brother is. Okay. And he came back to the States when he was in junior high. Okay. So I think he has a different perspective okay. than Lindsay and I do. So here's what I would say. I, I would say that um, I think I think you can go too far... In, in lots of directions. So I, I would be uncomfortable if everything, to the exclusion of the gospel, was if I was at church and it was like, you know, everything was... Because we've talked about this before. I do think there is a danger of our identity being too much in something else, whether that's a citizen of the United States, a, a an actor, a pastor, a plumber, a builder, whatever it is we do. I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum that our identity is in Christ first, right? And I found my identity in being a plumber for a long time. Well, sure, and and that's why you were broke, right? Because I'm a terrible plumber. You're a horrible yeah. plumber. Yeah. Um, I think here here's here's the thing for me. I um, I I look at. I look at being patriotic, and again, not to the exclusion of the gospel, but I look at, it's interesting this comes up right now, because I've been doing some studying recently, not because uh, I meant to, but I found, have you ever heard of this guy, David Barton? No. So he's a historian, he's a Christian, and he's somebody who would be very easy to write off as a, because a, a lot of times, a lot of what you're talking about will be the stereotypical, hi everybody, welcome, that's a Jezebel over there, but we got the flag right here, American by birth, Southern by the grace of God, I'm gonna get an amen. <laughs> you know, I mean, when you hear, when I hear that, just because that's the caricature of things, yeah. so when I hear that uh, cadence and I hear that a lot of times, which is wrong of me, that's a generalization, but I, I heard this guy speaking. And he is really, really interesting and well thought out. And I don't know if everything is perfect, but he's a historian, and he didn't start out that way. But he has assembled one of the largest um, collections of American founders' memorabilia anywhere. And as he started talking about, and I didn't, I've always been patriotic, and I, I can't, I can't attribute it to anything other than my mom and dad were, and they always talked about how great. You know, I looked at my, I looked at how my dad was able to make it from really, really uh, simple means. Like when they, my mom and dad went through the depression, mm-hmm. they had nothing. Like the, my dad used to eat bean sandwiches all the wow. time because, like, his dad was an immigrant from Bulgaria. Okay, 
came over here, didn't understand the language, worked in the coal mines, was able to raise himself up to earn enough money to eventually buy a bar slash restaurant, Stephen Irish's headquarters buffet. And he had come, he had escaped communism, and just as it was starting to come in, because Eastern Europe at that time, could they could smell something really mm. bad is coming this way. So I look at, and then he was able to pass that along to my dad, and not the, the, the restaurant, but just this idea of like, you can be what you want to be. Now, again, this is taking faith completely out of it. Right. And I do think there is a danger of conflating your faith with your identity as a nation. But I look at America, and I think it's founding... Unlike many nations, is there is a huge Christian component to it. Now, I know there's a lot of people, and, and this can be argued, certainly, and I'm not an expert in this. I'm just I'm getting my feet wet with this guy, David Barton. But a lot of the founding is based in Christian principles. Now, for every deist you could name, you could name five people who were very serious and would be probably today considered evangelical Christians. So if you look at, if you look at the Bill of Rights, if you look at the Constitution— uh, the Declaration of Independence, there is so, as you read through, there are so many biblical phrases actually in there. And I, I would make the argument that God has allowed this country to thrive. And I think he's, now, it's not going to be that way forever, but I think he's used it. And I think the freedom you have here to to worship, now I think there can be danger, certainly, but I, I, I it seems it seems like God has really allowed this country to do amazing things, whereas there are a lot of places, like, again, I talk about Downton Abbey, but that was one of the things in that in that show that's interesting. It takes place in the 20s, and the driver um, uh, servant guy ends up becoming part of the family because he falls in love with one of the daughters, marries her. Spoiler alert. That was my story, too. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> and um, But anyway, he he's a socialist, and he, because, here's why he was a socialist. All he saw in England was that aristocratic system where you're locked into your station in life is what is what it always will be. You can never grow. Now that that changed over time, but in that time, especially in the 20s, you were locked into that. So he was a socialist because he started seeing the changes happening in Russia and he was like, that's great, the czars, the royalties out, you have a chance to move up. But then he saw people were murdered under communism. You know, the czar and all their families were, were killed and then start seeing some of that doesn't work. He came, comes to America. He leaves their family, comes back to America, and he sees the chance to, in America, you could be anything. You weren't locked into one thing. You right. know what I mean? Right. And so he comes back, and they say, well, you're, are you still a socialist? He says, no, I'm an American capitalist. Mm. And I, what he was looking for was to not be locked down. Again, it's not a perfect system. No system is perfect. But I would argue that it's probably the best system. And, and to your point of bringing somebody to church, there's so many people who want to come here. And there's got to be a reason why they want to come here. And I think it's because, again, it's not perfect, but it does offer something that I don't think anywhere else in the world offers to the extent that America offers. That's just a little bit. Go ahead, and, and I've, I've monopolized no, those, those are good thoughts. And I think that I hear that. Yes. On some yeah. level, I agree with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I think also, you know, when people talk about how blessed America is and how, how influential it is, how prosperous it is, that seems to ignore the reality that like, okay, well, China's a lot more influential, a lot bigger, a lot more prosperous on some level just in terms of, of their military power, their financial power. I mean, they own most of our country. But right? people aren't fighting to get into China. You don't know from that. everywhere else in the world. Are you, have you People been to the trying to get China? out. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know, that's a good point. 
I mean, but um, I know so what you're saying. Maybe that's more the American dream than the reality. Yeah, right? and I think we have to be careful of saying, like, is it all about power? And I, I, look, we have, because we're human, we've talked about this a million times, just because we're American doesn't mean that we're, we're better people than other. I mean, we're just as sinful as everybody else. Right. So we're not going to execute things perfectly. But I'm just saying, I do think that a lot of the, the, the principles, like if, if you were to carry out a lot of people who are secular, say, well, this all came from the Greeks and the Romans, our culture and everything. But if you look at Roman culture and Greek culture and a lot of the, now we've got horrible a horrible underbelly in our culture as well. But I think a lot of the good things, I would argue, come from the fact that God, for whatever reason, allowed these principles to come. These are biblical principles, most of the things that, that our country's founded on. Now, whether or not we... Of course, we don't execute those things properly all the time. But well, I, I've been thinking about yeah, what is it that <clears throat> makes America great? Yes, I yeah. don't know. I think I just coined <laughs> that phrase. Actually, did I think, you? I think I'm going to make some. It's hats. oddly, I've heard this before. If I could maybe maybe make the hat red, um, <laughs> it's just an idea. I don't know. Anyway, um, copyright. <laughs> There's the helicopters. They're coming for us. <laughs> um, I'm reading this book called Buttermilk Graffiti. And it's by a guy who's a Korean chef who lives in Louisville. He travels the U.S. He's hmm. exploring just kind of cuisine and yeah. and backroads places. And yeah. um, my wife has just given me a couple of books recently to read, a, kind of about America. Yeah. Um, that has triggered some form of, of patriotism in me, but different mm -hmm. than what I've thought of in the past. And sure. I think maybe um, this is painting with a really broad brush here. So, yeah. 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 Um, but maybe just different than how a lot of conservative white people think about what makes America great. Right? Sure, sure, sure. I think typically, like, when I feel the most patriotic is at a minor league baseball game, yeah. right, when we're doing the Pledge of Allegiance. Because I just yeah, yeah. love kind of that Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what triggers a love of America for me is, like, yeah, yeah. baseball in the Midwest or, like, being in the middle of a cornfield in Ohio. Sure. I, I love that. There's a lot sure. that I love about the U.S. Sure. But this author's been talking about... Um, He's been pushing back on the word authenticity when it comes mm -hmm. to cuisine and things like that. And mm -hmm. kind of making the point that what makes America truly amazing is you have this melting pot, this hodgepodge of all kinds Absolutely. of cultures. So Absolutely. there is no such thing as one America. Right. Right. There's no such thing as one experience that best categorizes what it means to be American. You find people who are American, who are Vietnamese immigrants who've been Absolutely. in Houston. You find that with Nigerian immigrants, you know, you find that with Mexican immigrants, you find right. that with people who are ensconced in, in being German yes. in like Pennsylvania. You find that with Nordic people in, in Pennsylvania. You know, yes. he's making the point that what makes America truly amazing is that all kinds of people can come here and find a home and not have to become something other than they are. Yes. Learn how to be themselves opportunity kind of their national heritage absolutely in the united states right and that's probably what would trigger patriotism in and me. that but, but i think a lot that's of the people, core yeah yeah a lot of conservatives push back on that and i think how getting like way how, how uh, but i think that's yeah. the genesis of donald trump is that there are people who are looking around and saying this america feels different than the america i grew up with uh -huh. and I, for, personally, yeah, yeah, for yeah. me, personally, for me, right, personally, right, right, for me, right. <laughs> I would say that the genesis of the Make America Great Again campaign mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is how do we get back to the way things were when I grew up vis-a-vis -vis, there weren't as many Mexicans, right. you know, the, the, the yeah, predominant yeah, yeah. culture, the, the kind of... Right, right, right. The, what am I looking for? Jeez. The dominating yeah. ethic was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a white people culture, right? And I think sure. people are are triggered by that and feel fearful by that. Sure. In my mind, at least, that's kind of the genesis of Donald Trump and this idea to make America great again. This is overly simplistic. 
this is going to piss some people uh-huh. off. But but I think on some level it is make America more like my grandparents. Right. Well, I, and here's what I say. I, I think it's a this is a great conversation to have because you and I can have this because we're friends, yeah. we're brothers in Christ, and we've talked about this a million times. People are unable to have conversations, agree to disagree, and part. That was the whole genesis of this right. this show, right? When we were talking to Brian, it's like we want to be able to talk about all kinds of issues, but what's the ethic overall that supports this is faith in Christ, and we know that. We are going to we are going to love each other because of our identity in Christ above all this stuff. So that said, here's what I would say: If you disagree with me, though, you're a heretic, and I'm going to do everything I can to get you kicked out of our church. Exactly. But, go ahead. but see, so I think a lot of this, my my experience is not shaped that way because I I have had experiences where I see people of all ethnicities. All backgrounds benefit from America. I've never identified America with just a white thing. Now, here's what I would say. Just personally, I think that's a talking point that people have who don't like Donald Trump. And again, is he a perfect guy? He absolutely is not. He's got huge character flaws, as all of us do as sinners. But I would say, I don't think that was ever his intention. I think that's been ascribed to him for that. I think to him, making America great again is to is to strip away any any fact that precludes somebody from having that opportunity. So, like, now look, you can ar- argue lower taxes, you can argue a lot of these things, but but those things are founding principles that I think help all people raise up. Like, in, I've, ta- I've talked about my friend Han before, who was a boat person from Vietnam, and I'm, right. she came to my school in, in third grade. Well, her family was able to thrive here because they weren't taxed to death. They had freedom of faith. They ultimately became Christian people. I don't think they were when they came here. But they ended up, by the time we got all the way through school, they had bought several donut shops. I mean, they they thrived. And to me, Make America Great Again says, hey, let's get back to our founding principles, which are less regulation, less control. Not, And there has to be some controls. Absolutely. I'm not a person who says, you know, because my faith dictates that we need to be good stewards of the environment. I'm not going to write everything off and say... Yeah, now, you're pro-legalizing heroin, aren't you? Well, yeah, because I'm on it right now. Right. Yeah, so that's, our, that's why this conversation <laughs> is filled with dragons. <laughs> but I think, you know, to me, it gets back to the founding principles of let government get out of the way so the people can thrive and 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 succeed all people. Yeah. And and I would argue like people say well Donald Trump is is a racist, he's an anti-semite and things. Well, first of all, he's got members of his family, his daughter, his son-in-law, his grandchildren who are Jewish. I I I I find it hard to believe that he would be a Nazi as described or an anti-semite, yeah, you know, and that's I, certainly hyperbolic. But yeah, 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 yeah. I get 100% what you're saying yeah. and I probably agree with it. Yeah. Um but wouldn't you also recognize that at least his followers, if not the man himself, uh-huh. bring with their economic policy and their their view of pro life, which I totally affirm. Yeah, you know their their zeal to get people who affirm their morality under the courts. They bring with them uh-huh. kind of a divisive, borderline xenophobic approach to America. Yeah, I, so that yeah, yeah. It's hard for me to say, well, here's all the good stuff. Let's just celebrate that when sure. there's a trunk load of, of really unhealthy, really ungodly, ungospel kind uh-huh. of stuff that I, I feel like evangelicals, and man, this became about Trump, who, who wanted this. Like <laughs> no, but it's part of, it's, who it's part Trump, of patriotism. I get it. I think yeah. ig- ignore that reality. And I guess what yeah. I'm trying to say is 
I, I'm becoming more patriotic. Yes. But I'm becoming more patriotic in really just loving the diversity that many of our communities represent. You know, some of the, sure. the largest um, communities of Middle Eastern immigrants are in the Midwest. Yeah. You know, so you like in St. Louis and, and mm-hmm. Kansas and other places. So you got these like bastions of Midwesternism. Right. But now you have these amazing communities of people from Syria and Iraq and Iran and other places. Which has always been the case, though. There's always been, like, I know because, you know, my people on my dad's side come from Eastern Europe. And a lot of the, they share a lot of, you know, Bulgaria, Turkey, a lot of those those areas, the Mediterranean areas. There's a lot of there's a lot of similarities. And I would say I would say what again, it's it's opportunity. You, you have you have so much. And, and not that there aren't people. I'm sure there are people on on every side who are kind of crazy, like people on the other side who are throwing make milkshakes with cement in them at, at people they disagree with, you know, like, yeah, have you ever had one of those? They're delicious. They are, but they're fattening. They're very fattening. You and know what I mean? For me personally, it stops me up. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> but I think I, it's just a dairy. I would say there are people on, on all sides who, who go too far with something. I just don't find the overwhelming, uh, at least for me, and, and I can't speak for everybody, but I don't think I don't think that was Donald Trump's intention. But I, again, I, I don't I don't know his heart. And the other thing I would say is that when I vote for somebody or when I'm looking to to America's best interests, um, I'm not looking all the time for somebody to line up perfectly theologically with me. Um, like I, I don't know Hillary Clinton. She she may be a really nice person. I don't know her. I would never be the person who would say she's evil and she. I like, but I would say I don't agree with like. For for me, I couldn't vote for her simply because we disagree on so many things. When you got that locker up tattoo? As well, well, I do it, and it's it's on my bottom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, here's something else I would say uh, about all of this. If you look at our founding and you look at, to, to me, make America great again, if you were to take that, take him out of the equation, if somebody were to say that, it would be, okay, how do we get back to our founding principles? Because I think those founding principles are great. Alexander de Tocqueville, when he came over from France to look at why America was thriving, he said it's because the people help each other. There's this ethic of put your neighbor before yourself. And when people were struggling, there was no welfare. There was no, not that we don't have, we need to have a safety net, of course, and, and times do change and you have to evolve in certain things. But the original ethic was people took care. And that's where the, the church's role was huge there, is the church cared for people. And there was no, you know, that's what he saw that made it work. If you say, he said, if you take that out of the equation, America falls. Mm. You know, and I think the farther we get from those, so I would say, I mean, I, I can't ascribe what everybody else's intentions are. But for me, when I hear something like that, America's greatness comes from its founding principles, which I think are impossible to execute perfectly all the time. But I, I think I think the, the principles are sound because they're based, I think, ultimately on, on, on the word. Yeah. Let's come back to that at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I yeah. think I want to do some uh, opposition research. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and then come fight. This is a this is a good this is a, absolutely a really good conversation to have over the long term. Well, and we've talked about yeah, and I think we should actually do this. That yeah, it is. It seems almost impossible. Mm-hmm. In fact, I can't think of anyone else, literally, other than you. Yeah. that I'm willing to have the Donald <laughs> Trump conversation with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and we've talked about because we trust each other and have a good relationship. <laughs> it'd be fun to do that. Yeah, just absolutely. Just kind of tease out the different perspectives because I think what happens is people from my vantage point look at evangelical voters who voted for Trump yes. and just see 
I mean, really, you know, we joke about heretic, but like, I, I don't know yeah. how you could affirm the gospel and yeah. affirm those things. And I think conversely, right. people right. who are pro-Trump supporter, pro-Trump Christians, yeah, yeah. look at people like us and go, yeah, you're missing this and this and this. Um, so it'd be fun to have that conversation. I think it's a worthwhile thing because I think on both sides, we'll probably both see things like, you've talked to me about things like, I know there's certain people in his circle that you've talked about who from a theological standpoint and some of the people who've surrounded oh, him. Gosh. The evangelicals like who are his his committee he, many of are them, some of the worst. Right. And many in of the them <laughs> that went and I wasn't aware of that. I don't agree I don't agree with those people. But again, I don't expect him to necessarily know how to weed those people out because I think I think the hounds of heaven are after him. I really do. Now I, is he a believer? I don't know. I I I don't know somebody else's heart. I can't I can't say that. But I would not surround myself with some of these people who are borderline prosperity gospel and things like that. I think that's that's wrong, but I would say, now, he does have Mike Pence, and I know you would argue in, in some standpoints that maybe he wouldn't be somebody who's truly a representative of, of I don't, again, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think he's a Christian, but... Yeah, I, I, would, yeah. I wouldn't say, yeah. I don't know Mike Pence. I, sure. Everybody sure, sure. says that he's a nice guy. Yeah. I mean... I think if you're this is this is hyperbole. Don't yes, email yeah, 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 yeah. If you're Hitler's right hand guy, right? <laughs> it, you know, it's hard to be like, well, but he's a right. good person. Oh, that's fine, but also, you know. So guy. I would. Here's what I would ask you, honestly, and I'm not trying. This is not a gotcha thing. What the gotcha news media? What? <laughs> I can no, see Alaska news. from my house. Fake Go news. Uh, thank you, Sarah Palin. Um, I would ask you what what. Have you seen policy wise from Donald Trump that seems Hitlerian to you? That, and I'm asking yeah, that. I was also. using that absolutely okay. hyperbolically. I, okay, I would, but, but there I are people who call him. There are people who do say that all the time and they constantly are equating, just like when Obama was president and people are like, hey, it's Karl Marx. You know, it's right. like, are there, are there certain things that any individual does that you could say, well, yeah, that, that is something that somebody did under another? Well, uh, of course, but let's, then. Let's you, tuck Hitler back in the cigar box. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. I would say. And again, this is supposed to be a hot, hot topic. Supposed to be fluffy, but it's good. But this is good, man. But I think this is a really honest, good conversation. I would say Keep this. going. I honestly think, um, I think it's hard to look at the man, yeah, his tweets, and even his policy, yeah, and not see vestiges of xenophobia. Yeah, I think I think that's really hard. And so yeah. I think you can yeah, sidestep yeah. that and talk yeah. economics. You can talk about the good that sure. come with his sure. very proactive. Approach to putting justices and judges sure. in court. Thankful sure. for that. Sure. Um, but I can't peel away right. that strongly xenophobic nationalism that I think I got is, you. I is got you. Really, a, a key tenet of yeah. how he talks, how he tweets. Yeah. Um, and, and again, like we're not, we're not. Nobody's looking for a Jesus figure to be a political figure. Right. 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 But I think that seems to be a missing piece when people, when Christians embrace him. It's like they look askance at that yeah. because they want to get this and this and this. And, and I would just say, I, I think as evangelicals, we just yeah. need to be better about being nuanced, right? So we can affirm the good, but unabashedly sure. say, this guy's not a good guy, right? Yeah. So he's doing some things that are going to help us in the short term. I would yeah. argue, actually, I think the backlash against this uh-huh. when Democrats take over again yeah. is going to do more harm for Christianity than the good that we've experienced in the four to eight years that he's been here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think he's polarized the country in a really unique way. That's an, that's another topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I think we need more nuance to identify. Here's the good that we can sure. affirm, as we would probably with any president. Yeah. Maybe more so with Trump than we would have with Hillary or Obama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But let's also just not sidestep the fact that he said some egregious thing about women. He's <laughs> done some egregious things towards yeah. women. Um, yeah. and, and his position on brown people is so far unbiblical that that should be yeah, something yeah. I think that grips our hearts maybe more than it does. Sure. That's all I would say, Dan. I got you. I got you on that. And and look, we could argue those points. We can we can certainly talk about those. I want to I want to bring it back though a little bit more just to the overall arching theme of 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 patriotism. And I would say for me, it gets back to um, I just look at the great benefits in my life and and my family's lives. Um, that they had opportunity here that they wouldn't have anywhere else, and for me that is a that's an amazing thing. And I also look at um, I look at people around the world like we have service people in our church and right. people who've served. And when I talk to them and I hear these stories about how people approach them in other countries and look to them and look to this country and are like, boy, you know, the, these are Americans. This is something. There's something amazing about it, and it's not because we're great amazing, better people than anybody else, but I do think there's something unique to the American experience that, is it perfect? No, but I think it's the best thing going, and it has provides the best opportunity for people to live a, a better life, and I, and I do think because of America, we've had an opportunity to play a part in God's kingdom and, and sharing the gospel and sending people uh, places where they where they otherwise wouldn't be able to go because because of what our country um, affords be, because of the freedoms that we have. So I would just I would say that continue. I think we should continue this conversation. And I and I think there's it's not a perfect system, but I I I do I am so grateful for the people who have served and and do serve this country and and especially when I hear them talk about. Other people's reactions overseas when they are somewhere, absolutely. You right. know, and, and 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 we know people, right? We got people yeah. in our class who absolutely who have served and yeah, and experienced a lot of hardship because and, of their faithfulness. And when I yeah. hear them, their firsthand accounts of other people they've dealt with, and I mean, even going back to it becomes a trope in movies and things. But you know, when people like people are driving by in a jeep and you you get Italians going, ah, oh, America, America, ah, you, yeah. know, you know what I mean? And and I think. There's, I think that's one reason, like that happens in Saugus, where I live a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just going past Home yeah. Depot. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree, man. I, look, I think this is a good, this is a good conversation to have. Well, I'll tell you where yeah. I feel the most patriotic. Yes, because I've been, I've lived in the states now longer than I've lived outside of it. Yeah. Um, and when I travel and come back and hand mm. my passport to passport control and they hand yeah. it back and they go, yeah. "Welcome home, Mr. Brookholder." <laughs> it's like it's. Uh, yeah, that gets me. That one gets yeah. me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's, I think that's, uh, that's absolutely true. And I think there's just, yeah, we, but we should, you know, I think it, it for me it would be an interesting deep dive too because, as I as I start exploring some of these founding principles and some of the things like you know there's been so much misinformation. I'm not saying by the left or by just be just people. The farther we get away from, well, we just, can all agree to blame Alex Jones, right? <laughs> hey, here's the thing, it's man. I'll tell you what, frogs. <laughs> Jared, right now I'm an interdimensional being, and <laughs> yes. Um, but no, I think uh, I I would like to. St- I think it'd be a good thing for us to go through. Like you do some recon, I'll do some because we could come together and say, okay, what doesn't make sense here? What seems to be true? But what? Because we get farther away, just like the gospel. You get farther away from the event. That's one of the things that makes right. the gospel That's so the strong. Yeah. Is it within sixty years of the death of Christ, we have we have amazing accounts of his life. Um, and the same thing with with our history. You know, the farther you get away from 
from the resurrection, then people say, oh, look how long it's been, but we have documentation. Same thing with, with our country. We have documentation, so a lot of the people who say, ah, Thomas Jefferson was just a deist. Well, he may not have been a Christian exactly the way we understood it, like they talk about the Jefferson Bible and stuff, yeah. but, but the Jefferson Bible also was something that he took the gospel accounts out of to give to the Native American Indians because he somebody had told him, rightly or wrongly, a theologian in Europe that, you know, a Bible is going to confuse them, give them... Now, I wouldn't do this, you wouldn't do this, but... I understand his motives, so that's you know. Whatever, I saw the scissors next to your Bible, Dan. Yeah, well, that's true. That's it's more of a razor, <laughs> anyway. But I think these are all good things because yeah. uh, as we go through it, we'll probably both learn things that, and I think it 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 does have a gospel component to it, you know. And, and but it'd be interesting to see. Hey, maybe maybe I'm wrong on a lot of this stuff. Maybe you're wrong on a lot of this stuff. Maybe I don't we're think both. I wrong am. On I think you're wrong, but I'm open <laughs> to explore. <laughs> no, you're. Right. I'm glad yeah. to see that you've acquiesced, Jared. Yeah. This is good. Uh, we're way long on a hot topic, Sorry, bro. Jeez. Should we just make this the regular one? Let's make this the and regular one. We'll do one. another hot topic? Yeah, sure. Why not? You just experienced the conversion. This is no longer a hot topic. <laughs> so this is going to be really fun as I piece this together. So we're going to have some fun things up at the top. I can already tell. It's just going to be It's going to be great. So this is. This started out as a hot Let me just make sure that I'm understanding this. Uh, can, we, can we get a play-by-play here, Dan? Yeah. So here's what happened, Jared. Let me just do a quick recap. We started Thank out you. as a hot topic. Dan was confused at the head of the show, he really thought it was a regular Christianese with Barb playing the intro. All of a sudden, Dan had a mini stroke and realized, no, it's not. It's a hot topic. Jared did his broadcast voice, which brought me back to earth, realizing, oh my gosh, this is a hot topic. But then... But then we reframed it, and now this is our actual long topic. Full-on episode. Hot topic is going to be another episode now. So I think we can probably continue to talk for like another five minutes. The amount of... of interdimensionality we've experienced. Hey, here's the thing. All right, hold on one second. Okay, I, oh, yo, shut up. Shut up, Jared. I'll, I'll put you in a headlock right now. I swear to God, I will. <laughs> and I don't like to swear to God. <laughs> um, I had, as you were talking, there were so many other points that were going through my head, and I was engaged well, trying to listen to you. Let's yes. step aside from yes. actual issues here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think in so many things, it's not it's not the substance mm-hmm. that really is the issue. It's the yeah. presuppositions behind sure, that. Sure, sure. So what do you think? Yeah. Is it is it generational? I mean, what is it that causes us to see the same person, the same series of events, the same legislation, the same news headlines, mm-hmm. and read them fundamentally different? What's your what's your take on that? Well, I think it's so many things. I think it's our life experience. I think it's our our ages. Certainly, I think our our you know your experience. I totally understand this, man. Your experience is so vastly different than mine. Like growing up out of the country, I, I don't know how I'd feel if I spent a bulk of my formative years somewhere else. I, I just, I don't know. But I would say a lot of it, too, comes from uh, how we process things. I, I think age, I think age can be a big thing, and, you know, generationally people see things differently. I know, like, you're on the cusp of being a millennial. Yeah. Kind of just the very just outer, the, outer edge. Millennial elder brother. <laughs> exactly. Right. But I think, you know, there are certain things with millennials that I think we, uh, many things that we need to listen to and say, ah, hold on a second. This is a valid point, and this is a good, I mean, that's one of the other great things about America, is Americans, we can look at things, and we can argue things, and we can discuss things. We don't have a government that's telling us what you can talk about, what you can't talk about. We have freedom of speech, right? Right. right. Like, you can't cry move, uh, fire in a crowded movie unless there's a fire, right? right. And even then, you can cry fire. <laughs> right. So yeah. we've got freedoms that are afforded us to have these discussions that I think have allowed us to be great. And 
Yes. I'll admit, there's yeah. definitely some things that millennials need to cool their breasts about. But there you know are I mean? things that people my age need to cool. Look, I've told you a million times, the older I get, I get more. And I think this is a function of A, being a man, and B, being old, getting older. I shake my fist and become, I have to fight being the guys and get off my lawn, kids. Yeah, right. You know, because you get used to, you're going to find this too, as you get older, not that you're not old now, but as you get to be my ancient yeah. age... I found a gray hair the other day, Dan. So. Ooh, yeah. yick. That's why Doesn't I use just, just for men. To low T? Yeah, <laughs> low T, exactly. Isn't it? That's why That's why I'm going to GNC right after this and get hopped up on the stuff that uh, Tank Murdoch uses or That'd whatever. That would be great. Um, yeah, but I think a lot of it, too, is I think it's just... I think it's all the differences that you, you talked about. I think you can see things. Like, for instance, like we talked about the immigration thing. I can understand you growing up and also in the church as a missionary kid in, in Mexico. I think a lot of people's heart breaks for anybody. I don't care whether you're Mexican, whether you're Turkish, whoever. We've all had, we all know people who have come here legally and illegally to get here. I don't, I don't, I don't hate those people, and I would never say, now again, this is just me, I'm not somebody who says, hey, everybody who hears, you got to get out, but I would say, I would love to have order at the border, so we know who's, I just coined that just now. Wow. But I would like to know who. You're literally going to get a Trump. I would like to, but I I don't think there's anything wrong with knowing who is going to come in, and, and having some and then also, but there's other things that have to be changed. You have to fast track things, you know. But right. but you look at or like make in, it not just something that wealthy people can do. Exactly. But you look in this age. I know plenty of people who aren't wealthy who have come here from Mexico, from other places, um, and they've stood in line and they've done it the right way. Now that needs to change. But we also need to not make our our border uh, something where you you know this as a pastor look at all of the horrible things with human trafficking that are Absolutely. going on right now and yeah. that's a big part of what's going on at the border you know they will pay that's one of that's yeah. one of the horrible horrible hideous things about how insidious this thing was with children and trying to separate families because they're often not sure is this really a kid with this family or not they could have been paid yeah. to get into this country and it's like so and again I don't fault the border people because they're trying to do their job yeah. the whole system and it, it look Trump hasn't handled it perfectly but nobody has it's gotten to this point over many many decades of liberals conservatives just people we're sinful human beings screwing up this. It's screwed up. It's completely messed up. And I would just, I would say there is a conversation to be had. I'm not completely defending everything he does because I'm, to be honest, I don't know every nuance of, of the policy. But I would say I would, I would have personally, I would have no problem. Everybody who's here could yeah. stay. I have no. I'm not going to send somebody back who's been here, who's made a life here. That's and I don't think. I think most people now. There's probably some people who disagree with that, but I think most people, if they have any kind of heart at all, would say, you know, that's not who we're 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 going after. Can we can we slow the flow here now, just so we can process the people? And another important thing. This is what I was thinking about when you were talking before. Is like you talked about the enclaves of people all over, like Syrians and in my case, it was Bulgarians and Italians and um, Japanese and whoever it happens to be, but here's the one thing that unites us, just like what unites us as Christians, our identity in Christ, well, as Americans, our identity, we still have our identities of who we were when we came over here, that's fine, but we're Americans. That's something that Europe, that's something other places don't have and why there's so much fighting and so much, so many, you know, I think there's strength in numbers a lot of times if you identify as an American because of those, those, 
those principles, you know, the, a lot of those principles, I think that's a, I think that's a positive. That doesn't mean you get rid of your identity as, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I think actually the backbone is Wendy's and Frosties. <laughs> I mean, wherever you're at, you know, the rest of the world doesn't have Frosties. They don't have the Frosty. Have you ever done this? Have you ever taken a Frosty and then taken the, the chili from from uh, and and you put it on top of the Frosty Stop. and then you put the fries on top of that? What? Yeah, and then okay, you I'm put it in the bun. Thing. I'm kidding. I'm oh. kidding. <laughs> Your face. We're literally about to just. This is it. We're done. We're done being friends. The podcast is over. You almost blew chunks right I'm here in the try studio. To find a way to deport you to Bulgaria. Your face was so funny just as I was describing that. If you don't know at home, Jared and I both love to eat, and I almost just completely ruined his day I'm by, not dis- eat for the rest of the by day. describing the done. most. <laughs> I'm going to go donate my stomach somewhere because I don't need it anymore. <laughs> All right, look. This hey, is... thanks for listening. Thanks for indulging Dan and I. Hopefully this was profitable. Hopefully you're not too mad. If but if mad... you are mad, that's a great thing. You know why? Because we want to hear from you at blessingfilledhosts at gmail.com. And if you're mad and you have something to add to this conversation on either side, help us out. Use because... your freedom of speech. Yes. Us. Let us know what you're thinking on either side of the issue and we would we will actually bring it up and use that to frame these future these future shows because Jared has had this idea for a while and I've had this idea for a while but we we realize this can be so contentious and also put we don't want to we don't want to take this too far out of a, out of a gospel framing and I do right. think that there are gospel principles that underpin a lot of this so I think it's relevant yeah but let us know man let us know what's going on what you think of this are you are you mad right are you pissed off you open yourself to ridicule if you email us that's yeah. not true we, that's it's not so true. It's just so with Jared, kind. it's true. Not with me. Yeah, because oh, I'm a patriot. You're, you're a conservative and patriotic, <laughs> and I'm just a liberal <laughs> jerk who just wants to make fun of people. Can I just affirm here at the end? Yes. I love you, Dan. I love Thanks you, Jared. This kind of conversation with somebody I can trust. And Absolutely. We can part well. So, blessingfieldhost at gmail.com. Give us a rating on Apple, uh, everywhere else that uh, find podcasts yeah. are grown. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time on what show is it, Jared? This is Christianese slash normal episode, Dan. Bye. Bye.